Welcome, everybody in the world, to the Mike of the Pre Variety Hour on every podcast provider in and around God's beautiful blue green orb that we call planet Earth. I'm your dad, Michael Dupree. <laughs> oh, man. This is a weird time. I never usually record the podcast uh, at 5 30 on a Thursday. Oh, right. uh, yeah. I usually record it, I'm all fresh and, and and hot on a Saturday early afternoon or late uh-huh. morning. I'm usually <laughs> fresh and ready to go. I've done a whole work day already. I just did. I don't. I don't recommend doing like an intense workout mm. ten minutes before you start a podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not a good idea. My heart rate is like one ten right now. <laughs> I'm like sweating. <laughs> I had to change my shirt, and it's already damp from the. I thought sweat. it could have just been the drugs. Drugs also yeah. aren't great to do 10 minutes before a podcast. 10 minutes. Do them an hour before lunch. Unless, that unless that's the, yeah, right. Unless that's the conceit of the podcast, then I think that it's probably good for the podcast to, uh, <laughs> to do the drugs. Like if you're like Mikey does drugs or something. Yeah. I just know, don't know. It could if, be helpful. Yeah. I, I don't just don't know if that'd be good for my like career. I mean, uh, if, it, if it was DMT, it probably wouldn't be great. No. You would just be quiet the whole time. <laughs> I don't know. I that is one of the, like I've done my drug uh uh career is uh very limited. Yeah. Uh it's like just a couple tiny like easy peasy drugs. I've never done any hallucinant <laughs> peasy like you know, what, just, caffeine pills. Yeah, I've done <laughs> like, like uh melatonin. <laughs> melatonin. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I've, I've taken two melatonin tablets once in one night and I had Crazy dreams. Let's, go. Let's get into it. Whoa. Cran- cranberry juice with seltzer water. <laughs> gets hyped. Gets you hyped. Sure. Yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> yesterday, I drank a water bottle with electrolytes in it. That Ooh. was fizzy, and it got me high as hell. I drove wow. home, too. I'm glad I didn't get pulled over. I'm doing the iced tea right now. Ooh, I have a uh, big bottle of, of water, and I also have a Cola O. That's right, folks. Cola O. This oh. episode of Michael the Pre-Variety Hour Brought to you by Cola O. That's right, Big oh, K Big Cola K. O, Kroger <laughs> brand, Coke Zero, sponsored by Cola O. <laughs> Not actually sponsored, but I is wish. It, I wish good? I could. It's oh man, everything Kroger makes is good. R- Not everything. Everything I've had, their chocolate ice well, cream is the bomb. Their I do pop think their is the bomb. It's really good. Private selection stuff that they make, very good. They're big K, dude. I'm telling you, if you if you, if you where are my big K drinkers at? Where are my know. Kroger soda drinkers at? I only drink uh, stevia sweetened soda pop nowadays. Yeah, this is. What's it? Oh, it's, this is, this does have aspartame in it, but like, I don't know. I don't know what the difference is between like Coke Zero, which is what Cola O is, and Diet yeah. Coke. Because they are essentially the same ingredients, yeah, pretty much in the same amount of 
of it looks like they're all the ingredients are in the same order mm -hmm. but for some reason they taste like a hundred percent different that's interesting maybe I, they just use that coke zero thing as a rebranding buffer I'm in case no i'm telling like you i'm telling you if you put coke zero and yeah. diet coke next to each other yeah and didn't know which one was which you'd be able to tell the difference okay they, but, I mean, yeah, they, just, they changed the flavoring. I don't know. Well, what? I don't know Coca-Cola's secret machinations. I'm not attacking you. I'm just... <laughs> I'm feeling very defensive about this. Why? Why are you coming at me so hard about Coke Zero and Diet Coke being I'm not same? meaning to. I'm just... I feel same. like you don't believe me. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe you. All I right. also, though, I just... I don't drink um, Kroger brand sodas anymore. I don't know why I'm back on the soda kick because I have been I had been off it for a really long time. Mm -hmm. uh, like, I, I like that I had gone like most of this year without drinking any pop. I was like just drinking water and black coffee, mm -hmm. and then just like in the last month, I've just been like, "Fuck my health! I am just gonna eat like <laughs> sh like garbage again." Fuck my uh, health! I'm gonna work out and drink Coke Zero. <laughs> no, that is what is going on with me because I like I've refused to not let myself continue to work out every day because I have like this tracker of like how many days in a row I've worked out and I'm on like 273 days or something like that in a row. And I'm not going to quit that, but I'm also not going to let that stop me from like treating my body like shit. The other like 30 to 45 minutes or yeah. the other two hours and 15 minutes. I'm sorry, 23 hours and 15 minutes a day. I'm not working out. It's good. I mean, working out does not just give you a pass to just like treat yourself like crap. No, right? in fact, you would almost argue that you get no difference in weight. <laughs> you yeah. just stay the same, but just feel like, weird. Oh, it's like this how weird much ice cream I can eat now. <laughs> Seriously, I'm back on eating ice cream all of a sudden. I, What's that about? I can I have a very hard time turning down ice cream, Michael Debris. My wife and I will constantly just be like uh, we we gotta stop buying ice cream. Like that's the thing. That is the thing. We just gotta do it. If, if we stop buying ice cream, like everything else will fall in place. Like dominoes. Yeah. Uh -huh. No way, Jose, dude. We just keep doing it. We keep get, we're we're, we're ordering it from DoorDash. Oh my god. We're ordering Ben yeah. and Jerry's plants from DoorDash. And then you're costs probably, like a million dollars. And you're probably feeling like, hmm, that's like kind of like we're cheating or something. So then it's yeah. kind of got that that edge to it where you're like, ooh, we get to have a treat that's not allowed. <laughs> At, like, you know, speaking of my drug experience, like it's ice cream. <laughs> there you go. I mean, no, seriously, sugar is a powerful drug. Yeah. It's probably, it's one of the most powerful drugs I ever encountered. Honestly, it's like, cause it's so insidious. It's very similar to nicotine in that way, where you kind of feel like this weird craving, you need to have a thing and you don't know what it is. And then you think about something sweet and you're like, I need to have it. And it's mm -hmm. just, it's freaky, man. I don't like it. But I'm also, you know, been eating ice cream lately. Like, oh yeah, this is, I, how can I turn this down? This is delicious. Is saltiness <laughs> also a drug or is that just a lack of like some, like something in my diet? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, I mean, horses love it. Uh, other That's animals good, good love salt as well. So, you know, if horses love it, it's good enough for me too, Mike. But yeah, I don't know what's going on. Like, I've just totally given up. Like, dude, oh, since November, I had, up until quarantine, I'd lost like 30 pounds. And yeah. I've gained back like like eight pounds or something like that, which isn't oh, too bad, all things considered, how bad mm -hmm. I've been eating. 
but like I've still continued to work out every day. Like yesterday I ran a 5k. Well, mostly ran yeah, a 5k. Yeah, I saw your picture on the on Facebook. I was like, "Damn." But then I yeah. like bought a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yep like what is that it's like these two parts of my brain that are so like yeah in i mean you know each other. hey in evolution i mean we were all like evolving and like you know these things started tasting good to us because we we're like oh we got to eat the fats we got to eat the cholesterol heavy stuff because we need that to survive but mm-hmm. now I mean, you know, my life is not that insane with <laughs> physical workout type of right. stuff like hunting bears and saber-toothed tigers. I'm not doing it. I'm putting in patios. It's not as stressful. It's not as bad. I don't need to. And you can stop whenever you want and it won't end your life. I, exactly. There's <laughs> If I don't go and trim my tree, I'm not going to be killed. That's, right. that's number one. So, yeah. Which I mean, you good. know evolution has programmed us to be this way and you know what you can say that anytime when someone says donald trump's not doing a good job like look (laughs) i don't have bears attacking me from my trees so i don't know i think he's doing all right hey it can always be worse everything can always be worse straight up until the point that you're being tortured in a in a secret warehouse yeah (laughs) up until then like until then it can always be worse yeah If that is happening to me, though, in the secret warehouse, I'm going to just probably be like, you know what? This is pretty bad. <laughs> That's the point. That's the point where you're like, okay, now I deserve a pizza. <laughs> exactly. But then you couldn't have it. Right. That's another argument for so that's, you know, just getting a pizza when you want a pizza exactly. because life is short. And you might get abducted by the U.S. government and thrown into a secret warehouse. Life is short. Eat better pizza. Let's yes. get Jets. Right? Oh, well, yeah, okay. Jets is pretty good. I do like Jets. All right, here's a here's a question that uh, a debate, a topic of hot debate that Nick okay. Latimer and I had a couple weeks ago. Is the Little Caesar slogan piece of pizza or pizza pizza? Pizza pizza. I don't think so. It is. You are so wrong. Now, I will tell you why. Because I am in my mid-40s. Okay, and great. And I grew up in a time, uh, I'm not trying to play the old man card, <laughs> I grew up in a time when um, the pizza pizza slogan was introduced Mm -hmm. and at that time uh they had a weird thing where you would get two pizzas on a sheet of cardboard with a paper covering on top of it Mm -hmm. and it was like you're buying one pizza and getting one free and so that was like the old days of uh little caesars and that's with how they used to do it and that was their slogan pizza pizza and there was commercials and all this stuff and that was like i remember getting little caesars before the promotion and i remember getting it after the promotion and like, you know, for years, it was the, the two pizzas on one big piece of cardboard. Now I want pizza. Okay. <laughs> All right. But this is the problem. Huh. It doesn't make sense for their slogan to p- still be piece of pizza no, pizza then because they don't do that anymore. Exactly. So it makes they more don't. sense for 2020 for Little Caesar's slogan to be piece of pizza. <laughs> piece because of that's pizza. actually what they're selling is a piece of pizza. <laughs> Well, but I mean, I don't think they sell slices, though, so that's also... They do at, like, hockey games. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe at hockey games they should continue, they should have the piece of pizza. <laughs> Just hedge their branding. <laughs> piece of In pizza. In a very specific niche. That's the Kroger thing. brand version of Little Seas Pizza. <laughs> piece of pizza. Piece of pizza. Oh, okay. Little little Nero's piece of pizza. Little Nero's. Little Augustus's pizza. Little Augustus. Uh, 
So right now I am, uh, at the time of the release of this episode, I am up north uh, visiting mm. my nephew uh, for the second time. In, he's a month old now. Oh, wow. Um, so the last time I saw him, he was only a week old. Uh, so cool. I'm very, so, I, very excited to, I'm very excited to be an uncle. I, I'm very happy about it. Yeah, that's really awesome. But do you have any, uh, you're an uncle, you're an uncle. I'm an uncle and a father. And a father, but let's, oh. that's not as important as being an uncle. <laughs> we all know <laughs> do, do you have any, any uncling tips? Um, I mean, uncle's gonna uncle. I think you just gotta do <laughs> yeah. your uncle things and like mm-hmm. that you'll automatically be good at being an uncle just because, well, you're a nice guy and you're smart and you're fun and stuff. So I think that's really all you need. Now, mm-hmm. when they get older, I think that's where the debates start to come in about, you know, should you be the kind of uncle that like buys them beer or something, oh. right? Which you're going to be circumventing uh, your siblings' orders on <laughs> things to do, but then that could make you a cool uncle, but it could also make you maybe a troubling uncle if you take right. it too far. So, yeah. I mean, where well, do you where is the that? Line? Yeah, where, gotta, I mean, like, how do you, I guess, like, that's a question I've been thinking of, like, when, like, say, you know, when Lauren has her baby, right? Like, yeah. Baby's like three years old. Like I have never had to like yell at or discipline a child before. And I'm but I, have you? <laughs> You've I, never had to, but have you never had to, but I do it all the time. <laughs> As a I mean it's a hobby. <laughs> it's never been Only like a hockey game. I've never been like <laughs> kid, when a kid's like cut, cutting me in line and I, I I want my piece of pizza. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I do. I do it recreationally. I've never been contracted to, to discipline child. That's, yeah. that's good. That's good. Which is another part of my drug career. That um, yeah. So, I guess like my like when the kid's like three years old, and say like they're like Lauren leaves the room, and the kid starts to act up. Am I allowed to yell at them? Like say, hey, hey, little dude, don't. <laughs> don't you dare do that or I'll yell at you. Like, is well, that appropriate or do I need to set that boundary with the I mean, parent of the child? Here's the thing. I mean, how are you going to discipline them if all you got is yelling at them? Really, right? Well, are you suggesting I beat them with a belt? <laughs> well, no, I mean, hold on one second. No, <laughs> that like the next part no, of what you're I'm not say. saying take it further. I'm saying maybe say like, let's just, let's pretend the kid's name is Brayden or something. Okay. So like, this this theoretical. Even kid though, even though I know both of their names of yeah, both of my no, nephews, which is going to go with Brady because the audience will have an easier time putting themselves in our place. Okay. Yeah. And if we just it is say a the, common name. The kid's name is Braden. Super right. common name. Most popular name in 2020. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in like five years, there's going to be a bunch of five year old Bradens running around. Um, <laughs> God. But so like, let's say that Braden is like messing with your siblings hummel figurines and you know that they shouldn't be doing it. And you're hummel? in the yeah, hummel figurines. Like What's the, a hummel. It's you don't know what hummel uh figurines are? Mm-mm. Hmm. I I guess I can't show you, but you could look it up on the internet real quick and you probably have seen them before. Those things are awful. <laughs> they are terrible, right? So let's say that this is the scenario then. Uh-huh. Braden is like the let's say that your your uh sister brother uh, whoever just leaves the room. Sure. And then they're like, Braden starts walking over to the Hummel sub figurines 
and messing with them, like fighting them like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Transformers or something. And you know that Brayden's not supposed to be doing that. And you know that you have to stop Brayden. Let's let's say, would you let's give multiple choice. Would you stop Brayden by A, yelling at him, B, offering him drugs, C, telling him to come on over and confiding with him that, yeah, playing with those is very fun, but it's probably not the best choice. Probably yell at them. Nope, C. No? I'm going to tell you, C okay, is probably so the it's, best I mean, okay, so it's not B. <laughs> well, offering them drugs, I mean, it depends. Some, some That people, makes you the cool uncle, but the troubling they, uncle. Well, at that age, I think it's inappropriate for sure. Uh, Unless okay. the kid is prescribed drugs that keep them alive. What is In the youngest case, age that is appropriate to give a child drugs? I don't know. Um, I, let's figure it out together. Maybe it's like 15. I think the correct answer is not at all. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean not at all? I don't think you what should ever... You, I mean, <laughs> the definition of drugs is pretty broad, right? I, we're talking recreational drugs. Okay. But a lot of drugs can be recreational. <laughs> not necessarily. Uh, uh, I, uh, I think we all know what I'm talking about. What about Ridlin? Or like, well, I, I don't know that anyone should take those unless they're prescribed. Them. Well, what if they are prescribed, but then they're, but then they're going to try to take it recreation. Uh, I definitely don't think a child should be doing that. Like how old is a child? I think at the age of 18 is okay. when that becomes acceptable. So then how about when they're 18, you can start offering them drugs. Sure. Like, Hey, Brayden, here's a sheet of LSD. It's I open up my vault. Of Flintstones gummies and melatonin and fizzy, fizzy uh, vitamin water. <laughs> fizzy vitamin water. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Homemade. A Coke, uh, Coke Zero uh, Kroger knockoff. Yeah, and crack cocaine. <laughs> and crack? Yeah, Why I got, crack? Just, I love this stuff. Well, it's also I, part of my drug career. You think it's very mild, <laughs> I guess, compared to a lot I, of Like things. I said, like I said, just very, very low, you know, just like. Easy stuff, easy peasy. You might have like a natural immunity to crack cocaine that is preventing you from really feeling the true effects. I mean, no, I I go I bounce off the walls. Okay, like like a sugar high then. Yeah, it's like eating a lot of candy, like eating a lot of gummy worms. That's (laughs) the same. It's the the exact same reaction. So then, yeah, I think then you probably have some sort of cocaine immunity is is what's happening. Oh, so it's like a superpower. Yeah, I, I would recommend trying all the other cocaine derivatives if that's the case. Because if you have a cocaine immunity, then why not? I other mean, other than it being incredibly expensive, I don't Look, think. I don't doubts. know much about drugs. So there's crack and there's cocaine. What else? Mm-hmm. What are some other cocaine derivatives? Uh, well, Adderall is like a synthetic cocaine. Oh. Um, you could be. You could try doing an eight ball, which would be, or I mean, a uh, speed ball, which is uh, heroin and cocaine. At the that same doesn't time. sound fun at all. Um. There's powdered cocaine. There's crack cocaine. Uh, you could inject cocaine. You could you can smoke the powdered cocaine. You could do a 151 with uh, with a um, uh, marijuana with a uh, laced with cocaine. Um, you are the cool uncle. I would never offer anyone cocaine. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you that right now. I think that's one of the worst worst recreational drugs that there is. It's uh, it destroys communities. Well, I mean, in it many does. ways, the CIA likes to likes to give it to communities they, to destroy them. They certainly them. <laughs> do. They yes, certainly they do. do. 
They have fun with it. They, have, they do with a smile on their face. Oh, they sure do. Uh, have you watched that show Snowfall? I haven't. That's but I did, watch, I did watch 13th, oh. the documentary oh, on Netflix. Yeah. I did not watch that yet. I haven't been watching a lot of stuff a, lately. It is a good one. That's all I've been doing lately. The I've last, the playing, last I've been watching I've... stuff and playing Final Fantasy X. Oh, yeah. How are you enjoying Final Fantasy X? <sighs> it's, like, it's my second time playing. I, used, I played when I was a kid, but so good. Okay. So good. I get so confused about which Final Fantasies came out when and like how what the the series is like now because I mean I'm an know. encyclopedia baby. Are you? But what do you think of the the? Uh, I think it was your, who was it? Who told me about the MMO uh, Final Fantasy? Fourteen. Matt plays that. I haven't played that yeah. yet. Matt, because Matt said it's now free. It's free. Yeah, to play. yeah, it's free up until like the most recent DLC or something like that. So that's not bad. That's a lot of content. I mean, mm-hmm. I might consider getting into that if it's. A free MMO. Let's do it. Let's get be. Let's be MMO boys. I'm interested. I will give it a shot for sure. So you're talking about Snowfall. Uh, Snowfall is a show on I think FX or something like that, and it's about uh, the birth of crack cocaine in uh, California during the 80s, and it's dram- dram- dramatized. Uh, but it's very, uh, very well done. I enjoy it quite a bit. Let's check that out. But I mean, you you know, if you don't like, if you're if you're not into drugs, maybe you won't like it. I don't know. I'm into, like I said, I'm into light, very light recreational. Very, very light yeah. recreational I'm, drugs. I'm, like I, cilantro. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm talking <laughs> cilantro. I'm talking purel. Uh, I'm talking uh, uh, meth. Purel. Meth. Don't yeah. what? <laughs> you have a very messed up. Uh, idea of what are light drugs. I mean, maybe you are meth resistant. It just gives well. meth just gives me a light body high. <laughs> you and Hitler, man. Like you, like you know, like with that feeling you get when you're like using rubber cement on like a craft project and you like breathe yes. it in a little too yes. long. That's what uh, meth does to me. Wow, you are very you have uh, you like an iron resistance to drugs. No wonder you don't like drugs because they don't do anything. Yeah, I don't really do much. <laughs> I mean. Keep trying, I guess. I'll figure it out. <laughs> so, so uh, we I, we talked a couple weeks ago to Darren uh, about Planet Ant mm-hmm. in uh, in the quarantine. Uh, what? In, but you and you have been, you know, Darren has been doing a lot. I mean, just from like behind the scenes of keeping things going uh, mm-hmm. in this these times with Planet Ant. But also, you've been. Uh, he's also been doing his gaming and and doing fundraisers that way. Um, but you've you've been doing a lot of live streams and stuff, not only with like Meltdown Island, but you've been doing like the Sunday uh, live streams, like with the the, the training center. Uh, do you want to talk about like just kind of like transferring Planet Ant's content to a digital form and sure. how like the methodology of that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's it's interesting because <laughs> you know uh, as soon as this whole thing took hold back in March 13th was the uh, the last time that I like went and did shit outside really in a normal normal aspect it was like you know uh, as soon as that lockdown happened I was like wow what are we going to do um, I had already been doing a lot of live streaming and stuff like that and wanted to uh, continue that forward and one of the big things is like you know I really tried to get together some stuff to kind of encourage people to to do that um, what is the goal of that sort of thing? Well, the goal is to make sure that we keep our community going as best as we possibly can, considering the circumstances. Yep. 
So it's just a matter of trying to get other people connected with, with other people in the community, get other, uh, other people within our network watching these shows and then uh, participating with these shows and feeling like they're not alone. And I have to say, like, I've done a lot of stuff. Um, I've done a lot of stuff uh, online and otherwise in in the last uh, however many months it's been. Uh, yeah, we're at, we're going, four we're months, going on five. Uh, five, yes. Yeah. That those things have been the only things that have kind of helped me feel like a little bit normal again. Yeah. And it's like, you kind of get feeling a little bit normal and it's like, wow, I, I, I feel okay now and I can kind of take a deep breath and I can relax a little bit and I'm like, you know, we're connecting, we're having fun, we're, we're having conversations, we're learning stuff. It's, it's cool and invigorating, you know? Um, so that's kind of like the main thing behind it is like the preservation and expansion of the community of Planet Ant and helping to give voices to people that want to express themselves, uh, guiding them, shepherding them into that whole experience. I mean, it's just about being better communicators in general. So that's kind of the whole thing behind it, the impetus behind it. I mean, it's, there's paths to expand channels and uh, become uh, something that you could live off of uh, by making money with them. And there's a whole path to doing that, but that's not the main crux of what I'm doing. It's not about trying to get somebody famous. That's kind of up to them to do that portion. Yeah. But I'm here to help provide space, resources, uh, instruction, whatever anybody needs uh, for what they want to do in that regard. Um, you know, I kind of am uh, less excited about doing things for my own sake at this point than I'm more excited about helping anybody with their idea. But, you know, again, it has to be a thing that they're like, that they want to make happen. So the kind of motivation is on them as well. But, um, you know, that to me is the exciting aspect of it. That to me is the thing that, that makes me happy is that I can help people get somewhere and connect with other people that are like-minded and um, get people expressing themselves and get out there in the world. So, so, so Planet Ant's uh, theatrical season uh, typically takes, like begins, like would, would be beginning like pretty soon here. Yep. Normally, mm -hmm. like it's usually like, uh, like end of August, beginning of September-ish area at that time frame. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> um I'm going to make the prediction that we might not have any more live theater for the rest of this year. Yeah. Uh, or at least for the great majority of the rest of this year. Yeah. Do you think is, has there any been, been any talks or discussion or thoughts around like how we can perhaps translate a planet ant season to a digital uh, a theatrical season to a digital format? So that's a great question. Um, at the at the moment, I mean, Planet Ant is officially like closed as far as like employees are not being paid, mm -hmm. uh, except for our social folks. I think are still on the payroll, possibly. But I mean, we're still like we're all still kind of going. We're all still kind of doing stuff. However, it's um, it's just it's. I personally feel like things are so in flux that it's extremely difficult to plan anything out into the future too far. Yeah. Um, 
as far as like a season goes, I mean, that would be fantastic if we could figure out a way to do some live plays or whatever. I have some ideas about that, like maybe doing some animation style stuff. Mm. I got some programs that I've been playing with that are really, really cool that kind of do the, all the work for you as far as like making you a cartoon and all these different things. I mean, there's a lot of different options to try to push forward with, <clears throat> but on a personal and like uh, United States living side, uh, I kind of feel that our country is in a incredibly weird place right now. Oh yeah. Uh, and I'm sure that everyone listening knows what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, a very, very, very challenging time ahead of us, I feel. And I feel like things are definitely going to be more challenging uh, before they become less challenging. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, this this fall, uh, to me, is a gigantic question mark about what is going to happen. Uh, you know, we have, we have secret police kidnapping people off the streets and putting them in warehouses and not even giving them a pizza. So, you know, what kind of country are we nowadays? And what is the election going to be like? So sorry to get dip into like the heavy shit, oh, but that, I mean, that is kind this, of like the big, that is question, our world right now, you know, exactly. Yeah. And it's just so hard for me to plan. And that also kind of goes into like, uh, I'm not even like sure how to offer classes right now because of how insanely in flux things are as much yeah. as I want to get some writing classes and production classes going. I have a lot of ideas for those, but I still feel very tenuous about like trying to, uh, trying to get, trying to get things going, you know? Yeah. Because it requires a commitment going into the future. Uh, so super, uh, tenuous, super weird, super uncertain. I feel like, you know, I don't want to build a, I don't want to build a, a house on a uh, shifting sands right now, you know? Yeah. So That's I mean, I'm still piling up ideas. I'm still working towards that. And I mean, believe me, I wrestle with it a lot. I feel guilty about it too. I feel like, like putting, I put a lot of pressure on myself because I want to give people the things they need and, and want. And I also want to push forward with the planet ant and get people the stuff that they want for the planet ant as well. And to keep our community alive. But, Again, it's just so uncertain and so weird that it feels like I don't know exactly how to go forward with it. So, yeah, that's my answer, not answer, I guess. Well, <laughs> I we know. we here, but and by we here, I mean me here at the Michael Free <laughs> Variety Hour. We are here to support and assist in any way that we me can. <laughs> well, here's and, something I was thinking about recently, and I think this might be a fun thing. I'll just. Ooh. I'll just drop it right here on your show because I'd love for people to chime in with any kind of ideas they have on the concept and see what they think and see if they think it would be a fun idea. Mm -hmm. Um, So the idea is that we would have something like uh, the classic 1970s or 80s, if you're familiar, Battle of the Network Stars. And so it would be like your show versus uh, Sandwich Talk. Uh, in some sort of competition. And I don't know what kind of competition. That's kind of where I'm stuck right now. Is like, I would love there to be some kind of insane on-video competition stuff that's like trivia, physical challenges. I don't know. Hey, hey, any things. chance for me to take down that sandwich guzzling bastard? <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually met Carlos. <laughs> Carlos is delightful. Um, but that, yeah, you didn't, you have never actually met Carlos. That's exactly the kind of thing I'm talking about. Yeah. So we could get 
everybody to kind of know each other a little bit more because what was that was one of the biggest things to me about the ant is that we had this physical location that we could all go to and we get to know each other we could have a beer we could like sit back watch some music we could go check out somebody else's show we could watch a live podcast or see a uh, see a um short film or watch a play or watch an original thing or karaoke. whatever karaoke and we don't have that right now, that synergy that connects us across all of these different things. And I think that we need that kind of thing the most. Yeah. So. I agree. Well, bless you. If you have ideas, uh, hit up Mike McGettigan. Hit yeah, up me yeah. and I'll transport it to Mike McGettigan via email. <laughs> That's our primary <laughs> Only form of communication. Email. Only email. <laughs> This is actually the first time Mike McGettigan and I have spoke since quarantine. We usually just communicate via email. Yep, that's all we do. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I forward him uh, funny pictures that Ooh, I yeah. find. I send over chain letters that <laughs> I got from like my, my great aunt. Oh my God, I forgot about that. That really yeah. was a do big you remember thing. believing like, them? Oh God. Well, of Those course, as a kid, you're going to believe could you them, right? How could you not? Did you um, ever get a uh, physical <laughs> mail uh, chain letter? Uh, no, I've never gotten one of those. I think it's maybe happened to me twice in my life that I looked in the mailbox and I was like, what the hell is this? Oh, this is a chain letter. <laughs> it's like, That's you so have novel. to send this on to 10 other people or else God will hate you or something. Stupid. That's so, did you frame that? That sounds awesome. Well, back in the day, it was a lot more common than you would think. So really it's like just, you know, crazy people communications. Um, I love you know, that. Uh, there are those of you that will keep scrolling. Uh, that's because <laughs> Satan will win or something. I, don't know. I love the ones that are like, scrolling. that are like uh, only my real friends will, will read the whole thing. And it's like some like 80, <laughs> 800 word essay on like cancer or something like that. <laughs> what? Get out of here. <laughs> they copied and pasted it. And then they'll have one person that just says like, well written, Paul. <laughs> it's like, they think that Paul wrote it. <laughs> well written, yeah, exactly. And it's like the <laughs> forward thing. Well written, Paul. <laughs> I agree. Or I mean, I, that's I love subscribing to insane people of Facebook is pretty delightful. So yeah, that's that's you get a lot of those cherry picked out of there, but from some crazy people. <laughs> well, man, it is time for my favorite segment. It's time for. MDVH. I forgot to say it before the theme. <laughs> I uh, love the tension that it built. Honestly, yeah. so yeah. This is a segment where we get your questions, the viewer oh, questions at home. Uh, right. You can ask me questions at Michael the PVH. Use the hashtag AskMDVH or be my friend on Facebook and respond to the weekly threads where I ask you to ask us questions. And we've been we've been picking up some questions, man. Over the weeks, we've been getting more and more questions. Uh, although I'll say, Derek Maitre did not ask a question this time. He broke his record. He's, he has asked us a question for every Ask MDVH segment so far. Missed this week. Maybe it's because I did it early. I don't know. I, but I'm disappointed. Very disappointed in him. Anyway, <laughs> we've got a lot to get through today, so let's get oh into it. Uh, okay, so, I'm ready for rapid-fire answers. All right. Uh, beloved friend of the show, Timothy David. Uh, he's of the, he's a lead singer 
uh, of the band Bathroom of the Future. They've been on the show True. like four times or something crazy like that. Um, he asks, considering how it's no joke, partially responsible for my poor vision, is it worth it to buy a virtual boy? Hmm. He's uh, a, now for context, he's a uh, individual who likes to buy a lot of like vintage stuff. He he buys a lot of like old video games and like old figurines and 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 stuff like that. Like if you look at like his Switch play history, it's all like old like like mm, the, okay. like Mega Man collections and old obscure kind of like vintage games. So he's into those kind of things. I'm a fan. I I, I quite enjoy uh, vintage video games as well. However, personally, I mean, I feel like. It really depends for me. There's so many factors. There's the cost of the Virtual Boy. Mm-hmm. There's uh, what items can you get on the Virtual Boy that you can't get anywhere else. Uh, so I'm going to say no, it's not worth it when you can first get an emulator for free for Virtual Boy. Really? And then play things on, on your computer. I, may, I imagine there must be an emulator. There's emulators for everything out there. But, but, you, but you have, could you emulate with the headset? I mean, I don't know. Isn't that the whole point of the Virtual Boy? Is that it's like know. that weird headset? Let's let me let me let me just see real quick here. I mean, you can get a, a used Virtual Boy for one hundred and twelve dollars on eBay. Okay, too expensive. And <laughs> also, it, it's known for giving people severe headaches and just being awful to use. Oh, so, yeah. I, the only reason I could see you owning it, Timothy, is just to like have it to display. Because I th- I could see it being a cool item to have like on your shelf. It looks cool. Display. It does. It Maybe does. you pull it out at a party, be like, hey, check out this weird game console. Okay, I'm changing my answer then. I think it is definitely worth it because it seems like he needs to add it to his collection. Yeah, and and like he has a history with it. Like you said, like it is partially responsible for how bad his vision is. So it's only going to hurt him is basically what it is. Well, I just think that's a great story. That's a great, like, look at this thing. Exactly. His heart is, his heart wants it, but it keeps hurting him. I think. Much like a severe drug addiction. Yes. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Very similar to that. Very similar. (laughs) Uh, I I think so. I think, Timothy, I think you need to go for it. You need to buy yourself a virtual boy. Uh, Don't use it too much. But, I mean, then again, the, the damage has been done. I mean, I'm definitely uh, I'm on the list to get the um, uh, I'm I'm on the list to get the uh, the the what you call it the, the Valve Index. Uh, uh, oh, is so the new the new VR? Yeah, Valve. their their new VR, which has been You're, it's been out of stock for months and months and months. Oh, I've been on the list probably, for a long yeah. time. But what is it on? Like, is it just Half Life, Alex? That's on that. That oh, or... no. There's hundreds of things now. My brother got the HTC Vive when it was brand new, which is that was a top-of-the-line VR headset back, mm-hmm. like, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, back then, even, there was, like, a whole bunch of titles for that that I was super surprised how many things were out for it. Um, Are they, but, is it, like, you can play a lot of the stuff that's on those libraries also on the... Uh, well, there's a lot of oh. games that have expanded their offering to include a VR version. Like, uh, for example, right. No Man's Sky, uh, that, oh. that game. Uh, that they, would be so good in VR. It'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Uh, the the stuff that I found the most compelling in VR was all of the piloting stuff, mm-hmm. uh, like you know, uh, flying ships or driving cars or things like that. It was. Ooh, what about Ace Combat? That would be fun. I bet VR. that would be amazing. Yeah, I bet any of that would be amazing. So, like, my brother still has the VR headset of his upstairs, and I like. Uh, I definitely thought it was incredible. It was uh, it was an experience that changed me much more than I thought it would. 
Uh, it was way more impressive than I thought it would be. And I think about this stuff a lot. <laughs> so I think, you know, like I've seen a lot of the iterations of it come and go through the years and tried out a bunch of different versions of things like that. This thing just floored me. And, um, and I really do think that we are, that is the future, 100%. VR, I, uh, VR is going to be a huge part of the future. My only uh, experience with VR is playing on Matt's PlayStation VR. Uh, mm. So I can only imagine how much better the HTC Vive one is. Yeah, the PSVR is like a $300 thing, right? Yeah. Um, like that. I've been wanting to get that too, but I was like, I think I'm just going to get one and I'm going to make it a yeah. good one. So I'm yeah, going to save yeah. my money for the... Yeah. V1, you know, that's probably I have the a good, best one to do. I have a good quality gaming computer, so it just is like a no brainer to just plug in that thing and, yeah. you know. All right. So, yes, Timothy, get that, get yourself a virtual boy. <laughs> get it, Timothy, get it. <laughs> that is cream of the crop VR headset. Uh, all right. <laughs> Rob Hayworth, an uh, uh, old coworker of mine, asks, What are the odds you'll randomly come across a coworker 170 ish miles away from the office while on vacation? So weird. for context, that is okay. very weird. Uh, context is uh, when Emily and I were on our honeymoon, yeah. we were in, uh, we were, I believe it was at Taquanamon Falls mm. and we were at like the little restaurant that's at the Taquana, that's like there uh, mm -hmm. at like the West or North Falls or whatever like that. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I just hear my name, see someone go Michael. And I don't, I don't even look up because like, obviously they're calling to someone else and it's such a common name. And, but then they say it again, they approach me and it's my neighbor or my, not my neighbor, yeah. my uh, coworker who sits across from me. And it's like, I didn't even know he was going to be on vacation. He didn't know that I was coming here. I love that. Sort and of like, he was amazing. just on vacation at the same time in the same place at the same, like part of the play, like the falls at the same time. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the hell are the odds of this? And then you guys had a awkward interaction and then went separate ways <laughs> i mean i mean it wasn't it was a little awkward at first just because i did i was so floored but well, i just was very feel nice. like we, the times that's happened to me i'm like i kind of felt this weird obligation of like we should hang out and like eat together or something but then at the same time i'm like i see this person all the time and i'm on vacation yeah and i just randomly ran into them <laughs> you know i could so see I'm that like, being a thing but um, uh, i think he he like because you know we we're on our honeymoon so i think he was like very oh. respectful of that. So that was a thing. super clear line that was there. So yeah. that was yeah. no I don't, There was no like, you guys want to, I mean, I guess there could have been. I, so I here's mean, one of the weirdest, here's one of the weirdest times that something like that has ever happened to me. I was working for this, uh, this company uh, through the U of, through U of M that did like um, acting stuff for uh, universities. We would portray characters and like pretend that we were in different situations to kind of illustrate points about diversity and inclusion and all kinds of communication based stuff. So we got this gig booked to Boston, uh, Massachusetts, a wonderful city. I had never been there before. And, um, you know, we all had like a few shows lined up for a few days in a row. So we all were put up in hotel rooms and we all had different shows that we had to do. Took care of our food, per diem. It was awesome. So um, I'm sharing a hotel room with a friend that also is working there. And uh, a bunch of us, we all know each other. We're all friends. Uh, then I get word that... Um, two of my shows got canceled just because they decided to rearrange the schedule. And I wound up having two full days of freedom in Boston. I was like, well, you know what? That's pretty cool. Cause I'm still getting yeah. paid for it. So great. Yeah. I'm just going to go explore Boston. So I decided to go to the city that I had never been before. And I start walking and it's kind of the thing that I love to do whenever I go to a new city, I just start walking 
and just check out everything and just like see what I can see. You know, I don't usually want to get a car if it's a good walking city like Boston or uh, DC yeah. or New York or something like that. I want to check it out. You know, I want to be yeah. on the ground. So I'm walking this city the entire day. I'm like headed to every nook and cranny of the city. Big city. It's huge. It's just humongous. There's tons of people there. Um, there's like the, the um, there's all kinds of history. There's all kinds of different things to see. It was a pretty great walking city, honestly. Like really, really stunning. All kinds of cool shit you can check out. Um, and I'm walking down the street and I uh, stopped for a second because I was looking down at my phone and I look up and at the same time, uh, my coworker, Lauren, um, who we had uh, just had a show uh, and he, he had zero shows canceled. He just happened to be in every, in the possibility of being anywhere in the entire city. He happened to be at the exact same place at the exact same time as me. And we were face to face looking at each other. And we were both completely blown away because he had just dipped out for like a half an hour to go get some like souvenirs or something or whatever. He just wanted to do some shopping. And I had been like, all over the city. I had been to every like little nook. I'm just like continuing my journey all over the place. And out of that, anywhere in the city of any blocks of places, I wasn't buying souvenirs. I wasn't interested in that. We happened to be standing face to face with each other. And I, I'm just like, what? I, neither of us could even believe it at first. We were like, had to say each other's names. I was like, Lauren? He's like, Mike? I'm like, <laughs> how is this possible <laughs> out of anywhere in the entire city of, of millions of people that were both standing on the sidewalk in the exact same place? I mean, it, he, could have, he could have gone to the store and left the store without me seeing him at all because I was just kind of like checking out my phone and looking where I was walking and not even, not even paying attention to people at that point. So, I mean, he could have been anywhere in the entire city and he didn't see me until we were both like, but right there on top of each other. I so love that. Weird. That's so cool. Wow. So amazing when things like that happen. Yeah. That kind of makes you feel like, uh, you know, maybe we are in a simulation sometimes. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> well, uh, oh, good to hear from you, Rob. We are in a simulation? <laughs> good to hear from you, Rob. Uh, he, he also bought us a cheesecake. Uh, which oh, was very nice. You bought me a cheesecake? That's so nice. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> oh. Never. Never, uh, Rob. Yeah. Please buy me a cheesecake sometimes. I bet he will. <laughs> if he listens to this, I bet he he'd like. What's, your, what's that guy's address? I'll send him a cheesecake. Very nice. Dude. Um. All right. Um. Of, uh, Austin Wall, who is a he probably like his family are the first people that I like ever knew. <laughs> it was like after, when I was a kid, like they lived down the street from us. So it's also like all these people are coming out of the woodwork to like ask questions. I love it. That's cool. That's really uh, cool. He asks, would you rather have the best would you rather question or forget it and move the fuck on with your day? Hmm. That's a really I think good I, question. I think like uh, it depends on the context, right? Well, I, I would say that I would rather have the best would you rather question because that in itself indicates a kind of pinnacle experience of would you rather questions. And yeah. I mean, I feel like if that was the question, then it would probably change my life. So I would yeah. want that. I think so too. I think in general I would, unless I was very busy and I wasn't doing a podcast maybe, like I was going somewhere and someone's like, hey, do you want the best ever word you'd rather question or do you want to like move on with your day? I'd be like, oh, look, man, I got to go. I like, I'm busy. But then so isn't that like a one-time offer? Especially if it was a stranger. 
Especially if it was like some random dude who like some came guy up on a bus. Me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't got time. I don't really got time for you. See, that's that's where you're not going to have your but even superhero then, origin story. I do still think I would say yes. I can't see myself ever really How saying no stop? to that. I mean, it would take like two minutes to hear the question at the most, right? Ideally, I mean. At the mo- well, that's a really good point. What if the best would you rather question is like, Death. you know, 30,000 <laughs> words? Or yeah, what if it means you're going to die? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want that. <laughs> but it could also unveil the, the, his, the secret... Uh, mysteries in the universe. I mean, that's true. That's, that's true. Uh, the best. Would you rather question is very subjective. And who the best. Would you rather question? The best. Would you rather question is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> that's really true. That is so true. Uh, all right, Andy Reid asks, "Could do you think you could squeeze oh, an apple so hard it explodes?" Uh with my hand. <laughs> yeah, just like one hand on. Wait, no. Either. Did he say hand though? Uh, he didn't. Well, so I'm in that have case, say, yeah, for sure. I'm gonna have to say yes. I have a tortilla press. Uh, yeah, I could, I could take like a pl- that. pliers. Like, exactly. Uh, do a lot also, I will say that I could squeeze a rotten apple so hard that it explodes, no problem. So, yeah, with your hands, yeah. Yep, but I would say as far as a fresh apple goes, no, I don't think I can. So I, I hope I that could. covers the gamut of apple related. Maybe I could just like. If I really tried, if I, but like if I, I can if go I was, get an apple right now, and try it. I don't want you to make a mess. I don't think it's a very good auditory. Uh, no, thing, so. no. Yeah, but we'll take your word for it that you th- that you would try. <laughs> uh, but Tom Schultz also asked, "What other fruits do you think you could squeeze so hard they'd explode?" Uh, definitely a peach. I could definitely do like a like a plum, a uh-huh. grape. Yep. Uh, a banana would be raspberries. Easy blueberries get the fuck oh, oh boy don't get me started <laughs> Squeeze those all day tomatoes they're a fruit tomatoes would be so that. easy cucumbers I, cucumbers i think i could probably get a good grip on and squeeze them squeeze all the juices out an orange i mean that's I just why i don't an orange is just begging an orange is just begging, orange to, be squeezed. begging to be squeezed i think i've done that before yeah kumquats Oh, oh, kumquats would be easy. You do those all day long. But then you got kumquat on your hands, and those just, that's just It's just like delicious orange juice. I guess. (laughs) I learned about a new citrus fruit. Do you want to know what it is? Yeah, I sure do. Uh, It's called a calamasi. And it's it's in the realm of limes, except it has an orange fruit inside. Uh, they're not cheap to get. I was looking to try to buy some calamasi or some calamasi juice even, and it looks like it's it's a little pricey. But people crazy. say they're amazing though. And they prevent cancer. Yeah, they're good for you. Huh, Antioxidants. Great. Yeah. Well, those are your answers, boys. Uh, Chris Moody asks, and it seems <laughs> like you were excited to answer this question, and I'm excited to talk about this question. Oh, yeah. Uh, Say you enter a room where your wife, husband, significant other is, and they don't immediately see you. How do you avoid scaring them? Do you gently leave and come back in, in louder? Do you say something and hope they don't poop themselves? Or do you tap them on the shoulder and hope they don't freak out or something else? Hmm. I think when I read that, I had a good answer, but I'm not so certain I remember. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I'll say. I, oh, go ahead. I, uh, hmm. My instinct says to, if you're there and you're in it and they, they haven't noticed you, like, I think I, like, make, like, a, like, I maybe, like, shift my weight so, like, the boards mm. creak so it sounds like it simulates the feeling of maybe approaching 
so it does it's not as like jarring i don't say anything because that will definitely i am the one I who mean, constantly gets scared because emily is very light <laughs> so she is constant i'm <laughs> constantly turning around and she's there and i'm and i just go Wah! and she makes see that's me. what i'm I, I was just gonna say like i mean we're in this quarantine thing i mean how are you getting surprised that another person is there? <laughs> how are you getting surprised if you're significant other? We're, how big of a house do you have? I, I, live in a, I live in a McMansion. <laughs> I don't even live in a Wendy's mansion. I, I don't live in a... My house there. isn't particularly big. It's a thousand square feet, but it's long. Okay. It's, a, it's like just a long... Like, like, yeah, like a cracker box. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it could easily have one of us be, well, you know, she'll go out on the balcony and smoke and I'll be in the kitchen. And so, and she'll sometimes be out there for a half hour. Sometimes she'll be out there for five. So minutes. when she, when she leaves, do you just forget she exists for a little while? Yeah. I totally disassociate. <laughs> and then she has to like reteach me who she is. If I put my hands in front of my face, did you think I disappear? All right. Uh, so I got to find a podcast guest. Ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, object permanence is one of those things that I thought you would have mastered by now. That's another one of those drug things. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. You need more drugs to be, object permanence is gonna. So, so what is your what's your method? Do you do you? Uh, my method, yourself? in all honesty, in all honesty, my method is uh, to just get real weird and to just be a super weirdo. Just and start growling like a bear. I, sometimes, or singing, or just like you know, just making weird noises with my mouth or whatever. That's my method for, um, it's not really about not scaring the person as much as this, just getting them to notice me. I think I'm just, I'm, a, I'm just a lot like a, a large loud fat person though. Mm -hmm. And it's just hard for me to sneak up on anybody. Yeah. I never try to sneak up on anybody, I think, but if the person isn't noticing me, then I mean, that's when you strike. Know. That's when I strike. Yeah. <laughs> well, great. Thanks, Chris Moody. Those are that's how that's how you do Thank it. Thank you, Chris Moody. I hope I hope that you are okay and I hope your significant other is okay too. <laughs> hope we're not scaring each other a lot. All right. The rest of these or we got a, we got some, we got <laughs> we got some lightning round questions oh. uh, and then we'll wrap it up with a longer one. Mm -hmm. All right. Ray Dupree asks, what's your social security number? 323-118-9962. All right. Andrew Savard asks, will you buy me a mint chocolate chip milkshake? Yes. Alex Raskov asks, what's inside your head? Um, goop. Lots of just different kinds of, of goop. Um, I, I've got yummy, yummy, yummy bagels in my head. Uh, <laughs> bagels? Adam Basigal asks, oh. what, uh, where are you when you are not in my field of vision? Oh, that's I am not. I, I do not exist. As far as I'm concerned. You, for those of you that don't know, I do not exist. I'm kind of just an MPC character in your life. Mm -hmm. uh, I basically only show up when uh, when I'm needed, like a shopkeeper in Skyrim, for example. Yeah, that's me. Uh, and but you, if you try to kill Mike, it just says like this character. He faints, and it says his character can't be killed for quest purposes. So have at him. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Have at, him, have at it. Just beat the hell out just of him. Chop it up. Whatever yeah, you want to try to do. Up. Yeah, it's okay. Um, I was Lauren, Lauren Dupree asked uh, a question that was actually asked last week when she was on. Uh, oh. Would you rather or would you rather not? Last week I asked, uh, I'd rather not. But this week I'm feeling I'd rather. I think I would rather. 
All right. I mean, I think that I've had a lot of fun experiences from Rathering. Yeah. Uh, Tom Schultz didn't ask a question, but he did comment. I'd rate Mike a possible eight out of eight Conairs. That is super kind. Yeah. And I'm very happy that he's still using the Conair rating system and that is his favorite film of all time. Uh, Kelly Rossi asks, will this interview be confusing because you're both Michaels? Yes. Yes. It's been very confusing. Uh, yeah. A lot of this interview, I thought that you were me. Uh, I keep looking at the name Mike Michael Dupree. Yeah. And I'm like, my name is Michael. And I'm like, yep. oh, wait, no, that is my name. So the other guy's name must be, oh, no, it's Mike McGettigan. And I just, it keeps. Wait, did me. I just say that or did you just say that? Uh, see, now I'm, okay. <laughs> yeah, know. the answer is yes, Kelly. No. Kelly, right. stop it. Our last question comes from Nick Latimer. He asks, if you could eat one thing the rest of your life, would you choose plain boiled hot dogs, no bun, toppings, or condiments, or dry corn on the cob? Okay, so I saw the dry comment about corn on the cob. Um, I think he means like uncooked. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, dry is meaning uncooked. But I mean, I do cook corn on the cob on the grill, and it's pretty dry sometimes. Uh But I would say that... I'm going to have to get a little semantic about this, uh, Latimer. I'm sorry. I have to get a little semantic. I think that the hot dogs, I would definitely go for the hot dogs because how do you define what a hot dog is? Well, it's a tube with a bunch of stuff ground up in it. That stuff can vary from hot dog. That, to hot go- that is not in the spirit of his question. I'm, I'm going to, as a close friend of Nick Latimer's, I'm going oh to God. say <laughs> that his intention was just plain old, Ballpark Franks, boiled, just just a like pork hot dog. So you're not letting me question hack. No this question. You well, are, you are doing pork boiled pork hot dogs, or you are doing dry yellow corn on the cob. All right, I guess I'll go with the hot dogs because I think humans need protein to survive more than they need beta yeah, carotene. Yeah, I think I do think you would have. A longer life with the boiled hot dogs, but I think yeah. you would have a mi- more miserable life. I don't know. With the I, mean, hot do- I like know, hot dogs. I do too. I, I think some, eating I them for really more, hot dog the other day. I think eating them for like a week straight would drive you absolutely insane. I, I yeah, we're not allowed to put mustard on them. We're not allowed no. to put onions or boiled, them. just boiled loose hot dogs. Just straight up boiled, out of a, out of a ziploc bag. Food. Boiled meat tubes out of a supply, not even out of the packaging. Yeah, they're all cut. Giant pot of boiling water, and that's the only thing you can eat. I you can cut a, them up and like eat them like popcorn. You could put butter on them. There you go. You could put butter on them. Yeah. That's, so what else could you put on them? That's it. That's it. Just butter. Just butter, and you can shake I it up. Shake I guess in terms of human survival, I'm gonna go with the uh, boiled hot dogs because my I could drink smoothies a lot. Because you never said that uh, that's oh, drinking stuff. That's I can true. drink anything, that's so I'm going to drink. I'm going to drink my vitamins and stuff. That's other things that are going to. You keep are me determined to destroy the spirit of this question. I am determined to stay alive despite <laughs> being chained to a boiling hot dog pot. Okay, what about this? What about a boiled hot dog and you take a corn on the cob, a dry corn on the cob, and you cut like Ooh. a hot dog shape in it and eat that like a hot dog? Just a boil- <laughs> I have like a- never tried to eat. The cob part of the corn before. Uh-huh. Not hey, sure how it would work. It'd be very fibrous. I would try it though. All right. And that to. is our Ask MDBH segment. Oh, that is not the right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
If you want to ask us a question, use the hashtag AskMDVH. Uh, tag me at MichaelDeBreeVH on Twitter and Instagram. Go to the Facebook page. As uh, go to my fa- my Facebook profile. Ask ask the question. As uh, all right, Mike. We're near the end of our show, but we do have one segment left. Uh, so you, Hamilton is out on Disney Plus now. You're familiar? Familiar? Mm-hmm. Did you watch it? I did not watch it yet. No. I, I did. I I did not like it as much as everyone else did, but I did enjoy it. And there have been mm-hmm. songs that have been stuck in my head. But it has been getting people excited for musical theater in a time where, you know, nobody can really watch a lot of musical theater that, yeah. uh, which, you know, we, we talked about, there's not a lot of opportunity for that. Uh, however, um, you know, and it's been making like people appreciate the genre more. Uh, however, there are some really weird and obscure musicals out there that may make the general public rethink their reignited infatuation of the genre. Which is why we are going to play Musical or Musical Hell. Musical or Musical what? Musical or Music Hell. Oh, Music Hell. So in this game, I'm going to give you the name of a weird-ass musical and the description of it. And I'm going to give you a list of songs. You got to tell me which is actually a song from that musical. So I'm going to give you three options. One of them will be a song from that musical. And the other two are made up by your boy. I like it. Michael Dupree. All right. All right. All right. Round one. All right. (laughs) Triassic Park is a Jurassic Park parody from the perspective of the dinosaurs. With a fake Morgan Freeman narrator to flashy dinosaur costumes, this is a truly weird one. Which is a real song from its soundtrack? Is it A, Dick Fix, B, The T-Rex Boogie, or C, Jeff Goldblum as a dinosaur? I'm going to go with The T-Rex Boogie. B, The T-Rex Boogie? Correct. Final answer? The correct answer is not the T-Rex boogie. It's it Jeff is, Goldblum. It's a dick's fix. Damn it. Why? Why? I don't know, but here is a, <laughs> a clip, a snippet from Triassic Park's dick fix. That's, that's there's a few levels of that that just are confusing to me. Yeah, really threw me up. Uh, you wouldn't I mean, expect that in a show about dinosaurs, but yeah, I guess. well, in a, I mean, it was also odd that the the I think it was a woman singing it, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's not so. like a female voice. There's a lot of there's confusing. Nothing layers. wrong with a with a woman having a dick or anything, but yeah. it's just a surprise that a dinosaur woman would have a dick in general. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's a good question. But unfortunately, you are... Uh, zero you, points. Zero points. Uh, you need to get two of these right in order to get the prize, uh, which is you get to write a musical with Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh. Which is once-in-a-lifetime chance. That is a huge prize. Yeah, so... Okay, I hope I get it. Yeah, all right. So round two... 
I'm just clicking random. A doorbell. <laughs> Answer a doorbell. Jerry Springer, the opera is the story of the Jerry Springer show and is apparently very offensive. Anywhere it went, it was met with protests. And when it was broadcasted as a television movie in 2005, it received 55,000 complaints, uh, which is, uh, which is a real song from its soundtrack. A, that's my husband, my brother. B, Jerry goes to hell. Or C, I'm in love with a parentheses sexy grandpa. Hmm. Boy. You know what? I feel like you're throwing in answers that you made up and they all sound very good. Thank you. But I feel like maybe the trick of this is that it's the one that you don't think it is. And I'm going to have to go with that this time. B, Jerry Springer goes to hell. B, Jerry Springer goes to hell. Is that your final answer? Final answer, please. Yep. Final answer, please. <laughs> Mike, that is correct. Yes. yes, it is Jerry goes to hell. Here is a snip it from Jerry Springer. That the is of no concern, though it was not what I deserved. I simply come to take you down to hell where you will. Whoa, 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 time out, time out. Let's rewind this a little. Now, I don't want to serve in hell. At this stage of my career, that would be a sideways move. That's from Jerry wow. Springer the musical. They're taking oh, Jerry Springer to hell. Is hell brought in? I don't know, but I've seen clips. You can watch the whole movie on YouTube, and I think this I will because it seems very interesting. This is a great segment, Michael. Dupree. Thank you. I love wow. it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you got one right. You need to get this last round correct and, too. Oh God. Do I it. think and I hacked. You, I think I hacked your 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 uh, way that you did the question. So I hoping I'm hoping I get it. You you might have it. You might have it. Uh, so you might actually be familiar with this musical if you ha were a fan of the Ringwald's 2017 season. Silence the Musical is yes. a 2005 musical based on I Silence saw the Times. It. Uh, which of these? Okay, so you might know if you remember oh the soundtrack. God, I might. It's all right. Is it A? Are you about a size 14? <laughs> B. Stuff in my hair. Or C. I'm alive in Jamaica. Are you about a size 14? A, are you about a size 14? Is I'm going to go with the final answer. Lock it in. Uh. Mike, that is absolutely correct. Where's my applause? Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes, are you about a size 14? is sung by Buffalo Bill in Silence the Musical. It was a great production. I really enjoyed that show. It was very fun. It is a weird, but like, just a crazy fun show. Yeah. Uh, here is Are You About a Size 14? Superficial people I don't think looks matter. Some folks weigh a hundred pounds, but I want someone fatter. I want a girl who fit me to a T. A woman who look good on me. Say. Are you about a size 14? Are yeah. <laughs> there we go. Well, Mike, that is how you play the game. Musical Hell, or music yes. Hell. 
You so win. I came on the Michael Dupree Variety Hour. I got a cheesecake, and I get to write with Andrew Lloyd Webber. This is amazing. Yeah, that's right. But I do oh, have to buy oh, some. The crowd is turning on you. What? What I happened? What happened? Oh, well, that what is how you play proud? musical or music hell. Yeah. Good why did the crown turn on me at that? I don't know. They didn't like that you were gloating. <laughs> I wasn't trying to gloat. Well, you, were, that you were saying, "There's the world is full of have-nots and haves. And in the moment, you were being a oh. have, and the have-nots didn't like it. Oh, no. I'm so well, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'll forgive you. Uh, well, Mike, thanks so much for being on the show today. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, you know what? I just want to plug. Do you want to do stuff? You, let me know. Yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. figure do it so. out. I want to yeah. get your. I want to get your show up. I want to help you. I want to make your uh, make your thing happen. I want to make you your up. dreams come true, baby. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, go listen to Meltdown Island every Monday at four four p.m. You still, can, you can also watch it. Yes, you don't have to just listen to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but we're very interactive in that show. Come in, chime in, say some weird things. Um, yeah, we have fun. Yeah, check it out. Uh, also, uh, arrest the killers of Breonna Taylor, uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, and uh, generally stay safe out there, guys. Uh, like Mike mentioned a couple times, we have secret police in Detroit now. Uh, we they, there was footage of them the other day, and I and I know Trump like publicly said that they were coming out in like the next three days or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, by the time this episode comes out, so just keep up the good fight but stay safe uh, as much as you can I know it's out of people's control but uh, stay real bless up we will be back next week with more fun baby hell yeah bye goodbye everybody goodbye the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is powered by Pinecast and is a member of the Planet Amp Podcast Network. If you like what you heard today, give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts if you're so inclined. And uh, follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.